really am I? What's up, folks? Welcome back to Identify Me, a podcast where I, an Asian-American female from the suburbs of California, devour the stereotypes and exploit the real hard truth. Dive in with me as we explore how cultural identity affects our lives. This week, I have a very special guest, uh, someone that I really just met, like, I don't know, less than six months ago, um, Gabby Paremba. <laughs> Gabby, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Gabby Paremba. I go to UC Santa Cruz with Hannah. I met her through our sorority, Cap Alpha Theta, and I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you for joining me. Um, yeah, so as Gabby mentioned, we're both in Theta. Um, and I just met her recently, like this past fall, uh, which is super exciting. So we basically really haven't like known each other, known each other for quite a while. Um, but within our very short time span, I feel like we really connected very well. And like we're, we're pretty good friends now, I would say. <laughs> I would agree with that, too. I feel like we can talk about anything and everything, and I've been really grateful for our friendship, especially during the pandemic. Yes, me too. I'm very I'm very grateful I met you. Um, so let's just dive right in, shall we? <laughs> um, so obviously, the first and foremost question, um, the topic of this podcast, um, Gabby, how would you basically culturally identify yourself so i was born here in the united states um i'm born to two jewish parents um and then on my dad's side i'm polish and canadian Um, my grandfather survived the holocaust and he's from poland and on my mom's side i'm russian so i'd say i'm american and jewish and then eastern european and canadian that's really cool um so you're um i don't know if you know this but you are the first jewish person on this podcast wow (laughs) representation so yeah like you said like you are jewish and i definitely wanted to bring you on because of that background that you have um because i think it's super interesting and um although it's not necessarily what people would consider like a quote-unquote i guess normal ethnic type of culture i still think it's super important because it does come with a lot of battles and different diversity struggles um so with that said um give me a little bit of background of you know growing up life growing up in uh you know socal kind of like a little south of uh (laughs) Irvine, Orange County area, you know, give me all that scoop. Yeah, so um, yes, I'm from Orange County, California, specifically Laguna Niguel, which is like close to Laguna Beach for all you surfers out there. Um, Growing up from preschool to seventh grade, I went to Jewish private school. um, And like in the curriculum, we were able to learn Hebrew and like Bible study. Um, but other than that, I like grew up very sheltered. I only ever knew other Jewish girls and, and boys, and I didn't really have any Christian or Asian or Mexican, like any other diverse like 
friends. And then when I went to public school in eighth grade, I met all these new people, you know, of different religions, different ethnicities, different cultures. And I was like, so culture shocked. Um, and then throughout high school, I got super used to it. And then coming to Santa Cruz, I'm really appreciative of that switch to public school so that I was able to gain perspective from a bunch of different cultures. And it's just made me so appreciative and more accepting of other ways of life. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't even know that. Um, well, I knew like you went to private school, obviously, but um, didn't know like to the extent of that whole ish. But that's that's like amazing to hear because, um, you know, public school can actually do wonders for someone <laughs> sometimes, you know? I agree, for sure. Um, so, so you said that you got a lot of... Um, culture shock when you switched to public school um how was that experience like um i guess kind of you know getting to know like asians or whatever or um or like mexicans or whatever and you know like building those um friendships like like how was that like was it hard was it pretty easy you know yeah, that's a really good question. I think with like my like Asian American friends, I was just very heavily influenced by the media and that's all I really knew, knew. And I know that's really bad, but when I actually got face to face with some friends, we we actually found we had a lot in common and I'm like we're actually not so different and especially with Judaism, I don't know if you know, but like Asian and Jewish cultures are really similar and we have uh, the same kind of values as we like pertain to family and holidays. So that's something I really connected with with my Asian friends. Um, and then with like other cultures, the same thing, you know, all I knew was the good food and like the media and like TV shows, but really sitting down and talking to them and learning about their different holidays and the way that they like behave at home, even like parental pressures like academic pressures at home I know with my parents they're a little bit lenient with like school and what I want to do and pursue with my career but in like other households like for example um one of my friends that I met in public school she's Persian and her parents had a whole different outlook on her like academic experience and her performance so just really sitting down with them and then connecting and finding similarities between both of our cultures is something that was maybe a little hard, but definitely necessary. I love that. I love that so much. Like your answer is basically like the whole emphasis of like, you know, why I kind of started this podcast um, the way it is now. Like, because like you said, like everybody kind of has like certain different niches but like there's a lot of similarities that you may not know about until you actually explore those like relationships um which you did and you know obviously like your whole life is like changing that. so growing up right like in the first uh you you went to public school in middle school like in eighth grade yes yeah. so the last grade, okay. year of middle school Right, right. Okay, okay. So, 
like obviously a lot of your beginning beginning childhood stages were based on being like a private school Jewish girl. <laughs> um, a Jewish and- American princess. That's what they they call us. A Jap. <laughs> oh really? Yes, a Jewish American princess, spoiled from the suburbs. You know all that all that good stuff. <laughs> wow, did not know that. You learn something new every day. Obviously, like having that. Because um, a lot of like the guests that I've had, um, including myself, you know, went to basically public school like our entire lives, um, and so I can't even begin to imagine like what it must have been like growing up, like especially in your early childhood years. Like you know, elementary school is like a very pivotal time of like you know learning all these things about life and a little bit about yourself, you know.、Um, And just having that, like in a private school setting, like I can't even begin to imagine how、um, crazy or weird it must have been. So I don't know, like maybe not to put you on the spot, but like kind of dig into that maybe a little bit. Like I, I would, I'm really interested in like hearing a little bit about it and maybe some like I don't know pivotal moments that may have come up from it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.、Um... Academically, the class sizes were so much smaller. I'd say anywhere from ten to twenty kids in a classroom, as opposed to twenty to thirty kids,、um, and that really helped me、um, have that one-on-one time with each teacher. Not that it was super important in elementary school, but I think what was more important in elementary school was th- learning the social skills and、um, the like study habits that we would eventually need to use for. Middle and high school,、um, socially, this is really interesting. But if you had, let's say, a fight with someone,、um, a friend, you had to get over it. You can't just go to another friend group. You know, in public school, you have kids. You have like a class of eight hundred kids, and you can, you know, stop hanging out with some kids and then go to a different group. But in private school, since there was about forty students per grade, it's like if you don't get along with someone. You gotta like mend that, and it was kind of traumatizing because there was no room for growth. You had to stick with the same people.、Um, you knew these people since preschool, and you there was no really room to make new friends and new connections. But whenever there was a new student that came, I would go right to them and try to make friends with them because you know I value new experiences and new people and. Sometimes it's good to just go out and gain perspectives, not just culturally. I mean, like I mentioned before, everyone was usually Jewish and, and white too,、um, but just like different experiences in life. Wow, that's amazing! Little little Gabby being like, "I'm gonna make friends with everybody." That's <laughs> that's so cool. Honestly, would not be the same. <laughs> was not the same actually.、Oh、I definitely、God. like. Stuck to, stuck to some people and some pods, and I definitely knew there were some people that didn't like me, and so I, you know, I just be avoiding them. And but obviously, yeah, like you said, like can't really do that in a in a private school setting. To really like hear about it is different. Knowing it in like a third degree, like oh yeah, that you know probably happens type of thing, you know. Yeah, it was actually a big contributor to why I did eventually leave. Um, after seventh grade, because I was going through other、um, unrelated, you know, medical issues and stuff at home, and the friends that were there, they're just in a different income class with me. Like 
this private school, you know, full disclosure, it, it was very expensive and tuition was getting higher. And the people that I went to school with, they were all from Newport Beach. I don't know if anyone's heard of that city, but it's a very well, well-off city um, in Orange County. And it was hard for me to relate to them and hard for them to relate to my medical issues and my experiences at home, especially um, from the recession. My, my parents were both heavily affected by that, and that's something that some of my friends at the school couldn't relate to. So yeah, a part of the reason why I left is because these friends like were so superficial, you know, maybe in elementary school, that was okay. But as I was really finding myself as, as we're all finding ourselves, it's important to be there for one another and really understand that the world isn't just about you and other people have different problems. Um, but when I did go to public school, it was so much better. I, I found people that were just like me, you know, economically, socially, culturally. Like I even met more Jewish girls and boys at um, the new school. But it was definitely, I, I at times felt uncomfortable um, with the um, economic differences with, with my friends. Right, right. Um, that Which totally makes a lot of sense. Um Cause like yeah, like that stuff is like super hard, and um, you know, but just the private school stereotype, right? Like it's kind of just like oh yeah, like it's for quote unquote like the people of the rich and like all this stuff, you know. So there's already like a, a stigma with it, and like if you like fitting in, it's just like so much harder in this sense sometimes in a private school life than it is in a public school life not that like public school life isn't hard either but it's a different type of like difficulty of like trying to like fit in and like belong like feel like you actually belong to a group of people so like you said like when you went to public school like you felt like that um well you made like a lot more friends and you said that you made a lot more jewish friends too like in public school and all of that like um do you think that like obviously like public going into public school was like a very positive um moment and positive growth for you but were there any like negatives that like ever happened as well yeah, definitely. Um, I guess academically, the class sizes um, went up and it was harder to, you know, ask the teacher for help. And you really had to take the initiative. Something um, they say about private school is you're uh, served with a silver spoon, your good grades, you know. They tailor everything to their students and make sure everyone passes with flying colors. In public school, I found that I really needed to work harder for my grades. Um, and then socially, um, pertaining to my Judaism, I did experience a lot of anti-Semitism and um, a lot of like hate speech, maybe not directed at me, but because um, I don't think I told a lot of people that I was Jewish. I kind of kept that identity um, hidden from a lot of people, but um, I'd see swastikas, you know, etched into the desks, into the seeds and sometimes like graffiti on the walls. I remember senior year, another high school close to us, 
was playing a game of rage cage and a picture was leaked on social media and they had arranged the red solo cups into a shape of a swastika. So definitely um, at private school, I was not exposed to this, right? It's a Jewish private school. But then when I go out into like the quote unquote real world, you know, public school, you're definitely confronted with this. And there were days where I didn't know how to feel and how to respond. Yeah, um, one thing you mentioned that kind of like has stuck with me um, is that you said that like you kind of hid um, being Jewish a lot. Um, Was there like any particular reason why you kind of felt like you needed to hide it? I think it was from like the fear of the anti-Semitism and then what people would think of me too. I mean, I did go to public school, but where I'm from in Orange County is a very white community. So I still felt like the minority, you know, everyone got Christmas break off and Easter, but I had to celebrate Hanukkah during finals and I had Passover. I'd bring, you know, Passover is a holiday where we can't eat bread, you know? So for lunches, I would bring matzah and like some traditional uh, Jewish dishes that my mom would cook. And I would sometimes be hesitant to like eat it in front of friends because maybe fear of their judgment and, oh, why are you eating that? And what is that? You know, it's, she's kind of weird, you know, that the fear of being that like social outcast, I think is what really pushed me to the edge and was like, okay, so maybe don't be so outspoken about your Judaism. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, the food part, for sure, um, that I've I mean, noticed be- way before this podcast, you know, like, I think food is a very big factor when it comes to basically, uh, quote unquote, categorizing people, especially like in the like most pivotal times of like middle school, high school days or even elementary school too but you know middle school for sure and like a little bit of like high school you know like food really like has a way of kind of like separating people which is really weird because in like college and adulthood like I think a lot of people who used to like not like the like weird random quote-unquote like foods from other like cultures and stuff now they're like oh yeah like freaking love that thing yeah i know like i i can see like why you did that and i'm sorry you had to like you know kind of push that down um but obviously now like i know you in college now like you basically like express it like everywhere like (laughs) like from what i know like you're really like passionate about it and that's what i love is like you're so passionate so what was what was like the the flipping point yeah so the summer after freshman year um i embarked on this three week journey it was one week in poland and basically you visited all the concentration camps um a bunch of like old synagogues because jewish life was so rich in europe before the holocaust So after a week of, you know, memorializing and remembering our roots, then we go to Israel for two weeks. And in Israel, we went to a lot of holy sites. Um, 
we did a lot of fun things. We went to the Dead Sea. We went camelback riding. Everything that you could think of. And then during that trip, I'm like, I'm really proud to be a Jew. Like, look at my awesome culture. Look at this family that I made. I didn't know any of the people that I was going on the trip with. It was like me and 40 other girls. And I'm like, I made all these friends, these soul sisters to me that we just connected so instantaneously. So when I came home, I'm like, I really want to advocate for myself and for my people, my family, my culture. And I basically then was like less hesitant about sharing um, my culture and my religion. And then I knew going to college, wherever I ended up, I wanted to continue to advocate for myself, you know, spread awareness on social media and um, join and get involved in the Jewish community. So I'm really thankful that at UC Santa Cruz, there's organizations like Chabad and Hillel. And even through Theta, there's a lot of Jewish girls that were able to um, converse and engage with and celebrate with each other all the different holidays. That's amazing. Um, I, I that story really like touched my heart. Like I'm like I'm like oh Gabby. Oh, <laughs> like, <Aww>, I'm glad. <laughs> There's a lot of all Gabby moments in my life <laughs> for uh, <laughs> those of you. <laughs> so, it's a lot of um texting Gabby and it's like oh Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel the same. There's a lot of ah Hannah moments too. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> um but yeah like so you mentioned um like santa cruz um and like halal and i forgot the other one that you mentioned halal and chabad it's a little bit hard to say because you got to do the like that phlegm in the back of your throat but um yeah i'm not i'm not even gonna try to do it because i just know no you're chilling (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, yeah, like, um, I guess what I kind of want to, like, ask is, like, um, did you, like, automatically, like, seek that out? Or was it kind of, like, a slow, like, thing? Yeah, so Hillel is a student organization basically present at every university in the United States. And it's just a way for Jewish students to get together, celebrate the holidays, kind of just find their little niche of a Jewish family. Um, It definitely helps with the homesickness and just finding like your sense of belonging in college. And then with Chabad, it's kind of like a type of temple we go to. Um, there's, it's basically led by a rabbi and his wife and his family, and it's basically their house. So I remember freshman year while I was still at UC Santa Cruz before we were sent home, um, because of Corona, um, we would go to the rabbi's house for Shabbat dinner, which is every Friday night and we'd eat good food. He gave us wine. We said a bunch of prayers, sing a lot of songs. We would all put away our phones and just talk with one another. You know, different kids, different majors, different grades. You know, it was so humbling and so it felt so comfortable and like a family just to have other people that are like you in such a diverse campus. Um, But I did seek that out. Um, I knew that my religion and my culture and having that sense of family and belonging was important to me and my growth at UC Santa Cruz. So I definitely value that and appreciated that opportunity for me 
That's great. I love it. Um, Because I know um, from what I have, like, experienced from not just you, but, like, again, you mentioned this earlier, um, how a lot of Thetas, um, probably at this point, like, almost half of the Thetas are... (laughs) Uh, Jewish um, to some extent you know and um, what I've noticed and I mean correct me if I'm wrong or you know put your insight into this but um, like for me like I grew up Christian and like an Asian Christian and all this stuff and um, kind of like when I went into college um, same thing happened with my brothers who were we kind of stopped um like going to church really um not that we like lost the faith but like it's just somehow like we had said oh like we just you know we know we should like seek out like churches and like youth uh not youth but like um college groups and all that stuff um but it just you know didn't really happen but you know and I see this a lot in, you know, um, members of, like, Christianity and, like, some other, like, religions. But, like, with my, like, Jewish friends and colleagues, like, I notice that it's actually opposite of that. It's, like, more. Um, which I, I think it's, like, super cool and super unique. Like, I wish I had that, <laughs> like, kind of motivation. Um, I don't know, like... This is like a dumb question to ask, but like, like, why does that happen? <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely not a dumb question. Um, I think a lot of the girls in Theta, maybe they grew up in a town where like they were the only Jewish kid in their whole grade or their whole school. And for me, I, you know, obviously went to private school, so I was surrounded by a lot of Jewish kids and students. Um, But maybe for them, you know, they go to Santa Cruz and they're like, wow, there's all these girls that are just like me. I'm Jewish and I feel so comfortable. I want to make up for like that lost time of being like the only Jewish kid, you know, that had to miss this day of school because of a holiday. You know, now I feel so connected and like I have this family that's also I'm able to celebrate with. And I think also just going away from home and not being able to spend the holidays with your parents really pushes you to find and seek out opportunities to continue celebrating. And I think, at least for Judaism, there's no, like, set doctrine on how to, like, be a good Jew. It's kind of up to you to seek out how you want to give back to your community and have your relationship or not with God. It's all up to you, but... I think for at least me and some other Thetas, it's through, um, you know, making connections with those who, you know, come from the same roots as you and creating that family so that you can better understand and enjoy the holidays and what we're meant to enjoy about each other. Two questions um, spawned off of that um, that I kind of want to touch on is um, like the first one, um, like what are like your favorite holidays yeah um i'd say my favorite holidays everyone knows hanukkah um not and no it's not because of the presents um but i really do like having all of the family come over for dinner 
um, and having our traditions. Um, I don't know if you know, in Hanukkah, we have a dreidel. It's that little wooden spinny thing, the, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, sometimes growing up with my cousins, I'd make edible dreidel. So you'd have a marshmallow in the middle, a Hershey kiss pointed down on the bottom, and you kind of like glue it together with like marshmallow fluff. And then on the oh. top for like the handle, you put like a red vine. Um, so that's something I'll always cherish, just like those little traditions. And then a Passover that just happened, I mean, sorry, a holiday that just happened is Passover. Um, and that's the story of Moses in Egypt, if that rings a bell, in the burning bush. Um, yes, I just yes. love this. Yes, I love the story and the courage. And I think it's just also, it's fun learning about, oh, like the plagues and this is what happened here and Moses was in a basket. You know, I don't know if these things actually happened, but the stories that come out of it and the lessons that you learn from it is really inspiring. And the fact that we were able to preserve our religion and our community for so many years after trying to be persecuted and submitted by other empires is so inspiring. It it helps me remember that I can advocate for myself. Like you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are and your religion. Oh, that last part. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Love it. Golden line always. <laughs> Another question um, that I was thinking of, um, kind of on a different spectrum of this is um, the opportunities of uh, Santa Cruz. Um, don't know if this was ever your first choice or whatever, um, but you ended up here. Um, would you say like there's? Um, would you say there's like good um, opportunities for like you know like you to like you know grow more and um, not just maybe like through your like religion, but even through like life and all of that yeah um i think santa cruz is really special because they're accepting and they harbor uh, many many students who are come from different backgrounds and the courses that they offer i did look at courses at other campuses that i was considering but the courses at UC Santa Cruz are so unique. Um, I'm able to take classes about the politics of East Asia. I'm able to take a class about um, movies and documentaries about the Holocaust. I'm able to learn about, um, you know, the doctrine in Islam and how it um, influences the law and, and, and Islamic nations. I'm able to take all these different types of classes to better strengthen and deepen my perspective of other cultures so besides especially as a politics major i'm getting all this perspective about different cultures and how events in our history has shaped the culture of many like today i was reading about the colonization of taiwan from the japanese and chinese empires like that is something that i would not even think about you know, coming in Santa Cruz, I'm going to take a class about the politics of East Asia. Like, I think I'm growing so much in recognizing that there are different types of life and types of societies, and there's not one set template for how one should live their life. There's many different philosophies and cultures, and every single one of them has something to offer and bring to the table. 
well said so beautifully well spoken i couldn't have said it any better myself mainly just because i don't know how to speak obviously <laughs> i mean you're only a second year too and how in the past like almost two years like it's already like basically done a lot of good for you um and like i know like a lot of people kind of bash on like you know uc santa cruz and and yes. all of that stuff but um like even earlier today i was like talking to um snob right um and like through like that episode that recorded podcast and stuff like you know like i think college is like one of the big factors of like truly like hitting and flipping like one's perspective like on like their identity you know and like not that like yeah like and you said you said this that before college you had that kind of internal like flip already but um like i feel like college itself in general also like gives a lot of people like a a newer different perspective because it's it's a whole new ball game you know like the things that you do in like high school so different than what you do in college and all the judgments are just thrown out the window that's something that has always been like curious about like that i've been curious about like lately is um as i'm recording more of these like and getting to know people better and I've obviously gotten to know you a lot better through this because there's a lot of things that I didn't know about. And this is kind of like the first time we've gone a little bit like in depth, in depth with each other, like in this type of level, which I love and I would love to hear more about off the podcast. Yes. Um, and I'd love to hear about you too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, it's life has a funny way of bringing all, all these people together like in college and i just think it's it's amazing how like we fell into each other's place and like i i don't think if i didn't have like met you or met maybe even like donna for instance or whatever like i don't think i would have actually like under tried to understand and understood and like continuing to learn more and appreciating like um judaism and stuff and you know obviously like because yeah like yeah i grew up christian so i under like i know parts of it already but you know as when you learn stuff as a kid you don't really acknowledge it and you don't really absorb it well until you grow older and then you we learn the same like lessons that you learn right um and i just think it's it's like fascinating it's amazing and i respect you so much especially from what we just talked about like i when you were talking about that trip like i'm i'm just like wow like that like i wish i could go on a trip like that but oh yeah i'll have (laughs) to show you pictures and um, there's this um, other trip um, in the Jewish community. It's called Birthright. 
um, basically the whole belief is that um, I think this started up in the 80s um, with the foundation but the whole belief is that everyone has the birthright to go on a trip to Israel for free um, so you have in between the ages of 18 and I think 26 and you go to Israel for two weeks and you just discover your roots, you go out, you go to the clubs, you meet new people, you eat really good food, and I'm really looking forward to that part of my life. I'm thinking of going after I graduate from Santa Cruz. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, one question that I really like to ask all my guests, um, and I, I know you've listened to an episode or two of my podcast already, <laughs> <laughs> um so the, the grand old question that everybody will get used to more and more <laughs> these days is what advice would you give to future generations or even your past self wow i think going back to what i said earlier you know to not be ashamed this is so cliche <laughs> to not be ashamed of your identity i think we're all afraid of that judgment that we've been talking about throughout this whole episode. And it's surprising that when you really meet the right people and like a good group of friends, they actually want to hear about it. They're just as interested in your culture as you are in, in theirs. And I would say, go for it. I'd say, educate them, you know, spread the joy, spread the values that you go by and strength, you know, by sharing that part of yourself, you're really establishing great connections, great relationships with friends. And yeah, I tell myself and tell future generations to proud, proudly share that part of yourself. No matter where you come from, what your religion is, share it with the world. And I think everyone can learn a little bit of something from each culture. That's great. I love that. I love that advice so much. And, you know, as cliche as one's advice can be um i know a lot of people have been like this sounds so stereotypical of an advice <laughs> but it's really true like you know like everybody can have basically the same uh big category of advice but the way that people approach that advice is all different because we all have different backgrounds yet you despite all our different backgrounds we all have one or two like core common things that makes us or divides us you know um so no your your advice was not cliche your advice was very <laughs> great <laughs> thank you thank you um but yeah thank you so much for coming onto this podcast agreeing to be on and letting <laughs> the world know a little bit about your story um, before I go into my exit, is there any last minute things that you want to tell the people? I just really appreciate you sharing this podcast with everyone on, you know, especially on Spotify. Everyone can access it. And I think what you have to say here and in an interviewing a bunch of your friends is really inspiring and maybe it'll reach someone that is going through something that I went through, you know, being ashamed of their identity, but through hearing these testimonies of, you know, us college girls going through, you know, cultural crises or trying to find ourselves, you know, maybe it'll inspire more people, but I'm, I really commend you for creating this show and, and all your hard work. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there any promo shout outs that you would like to give before you end? No, I'm just, I'm so thankful to be here. <laughs> Great. Love, love to hear it. Love to see it. That's it for us. If you have any questions or relatable feelings, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at hannahwong__ and at hannahjwong on Twitter. Stay tuned for the next episode right here.